Working. This feels weird. Oh. Oh. J -j -j Justin. Oh. Tot. Oh. Good morning. <laughs> Ding. Hey, Welcome man. to the 605 service to CNC Town. <laughs> CNC Town. Ooh, that's a good new intro. Good <laughs> Holy noise. Very nice. Uh, I'm choking on this heater. Weekend? Yeah, it's oh, an Italian restaurant hat. That is amazing. Yeah. Family pizza pasta. That is the name of the popular Italian chain in near my hometown in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy. So from a small country town in Tasmania, where we went for one of Laura's exhibitions last year. Wow. It's great. I love it. <laughs> How are you? Oh, okay. I, it's been a weird week. Kind of, yeah, personally. And then also, I just sent you a photo of our first attempt at cleaning out the sump of the coolant of the mill and... <laughs> I don't know how these things work really, but it seems horribly designed. It's like, you know, like, how, you know how like bulkheads in a ship work where they're like sectioned off to keep mm. liquid in certain areas if it's flooded or to flood it on. It feels like that when you start to dig into it, there's like to create structure, they cut like sections of steel and welded them in, but that keeps the liquid partially in different hidden compartments all over. So yeah. you have to like, like, how do you clean that? Can't you just slide the whole thing out? Isn't that? We could. We'd have to disconnect every hose, which maybe we need to do. Mm. Um, and I mean, I built a room around it, so that's part of the problem yeah. too. But <laughs> our little chip vac sucker thing is working pretty well. It's not as strong as I would hope, but I don't really know how those work either. But it's also like a third the price of the, the off-the-shelf kind, sure. so... What's the it's, source of the suction in that thing? It's a, I don't know the principle. I want to say it's like Bernoulli, but that's probably not right. But it's a, it's compressed air going in and then you twist yeah. the top of it to make it go in to suck air out of the drum or to twist it down, pushes air out of the drum, which then you can, uh, uh, you can make it regurgitate. Like a vent, a venturi. That's probably it. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. The one. Okay, so and that's just running off your shop air. So it is, yeah. it is as if we had five machines sucking air at the same time. It is just churning yeah. the compressor, which is fine because sure. it's like fine. It's fine with that, but it's just weird to hear it running like just all the time. Yeah. Where's your clap? Mm. Yeah, that photo you sent me of the tiny back corner of the mill room, like trying to schnoodle out all the junk, looks hot and sticky in there. Fitting a fitting a camera and a tripod in to try to film the process. I've got this tube that doesn't want to like rearrange it all. Ricky's holding up this weird mesh plate that's like kind of a decent. Not really. It's pretty terrible at like keeping the chips above board, and you know we don't know what we're doing either. So. That's awesome. that's part of the fun. But yeah, it's been it's it's it was fun to put it together like this gentleman 
I don't know if he wants to be named per se as a username called Stumpy Nubs on Discord helped to put together this list of parts. He kind of like figured out how he'd done one for himself, I think. And so I used that and modified some stuff and it's really just taking a 55 gallon drum and drilling a hole in the top. And then I spent a lot of time trying to 3D print this. Still have one? Yeah. This part at a first PETG, but then ABS because we couldn't get the PETG to work. And I ended up putting a thread in it, which is pretty sweet. So it fits normal fittings. So you can, this is like the shower head. So it holds the yeah. filter bag. Okay. Um, so that was the one of the only things we really like did. But anyway, that works yeah. amazingly so far. We haven't seen what's inside the drum, but I think it's filtering pretty well. But you're doing a straight yeah. evacuation this time, right? You're not trying to yeah, straight recycle exactly. the coolant. Yeah. Yeah, no, cool. and it was pretty gross. Like part of the problem is we just didn't for so long weren't running it consistently and then weren't managing the concentration levels well and and it was just a weird I don't know, maybe maybe it's not weird, but like nobody's I've never heard anybody talk about this coolant before anywhere. It's called Chevron Soluble B. Oh. And we just got it from the person that had the mill first. I don't know what their source was, but once you have it in there, we just kept running this stuff. It was weird and hard to get from this big company that like I'd buy one of these pails and they'd look at me like, why are you here? What are you doing? Why are you buying this from us? And they never, yeah, this is just a pain in the ass. So we're going to switch to something more common. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Our things for you. It's your weekend now. Saturday morning here. Yeah. It's been a weird week here. I've been, oh, since I was sick, actually, a couple of weeks ago, I've had two big weeks of work, or kind of of extracurricular work. So on top of the normal working week, I've squeezed in all the stuff I was doing for my exhibition, and then that finished or installed, and then I've done a big week of extracurricular machining for Laura after mm -hmm. hours, getting stuff ready for her exhibition. So mm -hmm. I spent a lot of extra machine time, which is kind yeah. of fun. Kind of infuriating too, though, because I feel like I've lost my touch a little bit. <laughs> so I've had these moments of like just sort of cursing and breaking tools and like <laughs> feeling like I'm out of practice. Like I was doing, I had those gear rings that I was machining the other day came the yeah, those ring are crazy. Gear. They came out really well. I was really happy with the yeah. tolerance and it was good, you know, challenging double-sided part that I hadn't done for ages and that yeah. went pretty smoothly. But it was slow. Like I was using, you know, like 3D, 3D adaptive strategies and stuff that I don't uh -huh. usually use. Which was fine. It was good and got good results. And then I worked, moved on to some other parts that were in 30, 30 mil acetyl. And... Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, these are taking too long. I'm not going to use a 3D adaptive on this one. I'm just going to hit the top with the, the two-inch facing the facer, uh -huh. bring it down to nominal, and then just kind of slot slot out the profiles and work my way through. And I hit it with I hit this like bit of stock with the facing cutter, and the whole thing just went and just like pancaked off the table. And yeah, I didn't realize much. it had pancaked until I'd cut a lot of the rebates. And so then all the depths were out. It was a mess. And I was just like cursing. 
kicking My cardboard boxes across the workshop. <laughs> yeah, it's not cheap. <laughs> it, was, it was late. I was tired. And anyway, so yeah, mixed mixed bag there. And then finished off the week by getting taken out by a kangaroo again, but in the <laughs> car this time. And the car got towed. And I think it will be repaired, but that remains to be seen. And, I don't know yeah. if I want to ask about the kangaroo. Mm, the poor kangaroo was, yeah, died, died on the scene. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Not Is this a fun common? time. Yeah, I mean, you see dead kangaroos on the side of the road a lot. So, yeah, it is common. It's amazing that I've never yeah. had an incident with a kangaroo in a car. It was almost exactly a year ago when that wallaby took me out on the bike. But um, yeah, wow. Yeah, it's not it's not a fun time. And like you know, do you, I don't, do you have wildlife risks yeah, on roads there? We yeah. have the the common thing is deer here. Deer, are, yeah, yeah. So like I've rehearsed this in my head so many times in the car. It's like don't swerve, don't swerve, don't swerve. Like stay yes. straight and true. But then, and, and then in like this instant i bloody swerved i retched on the steering wheel and like yeah mm. anyway no fun oh, man, that so that sucks. was that was that was an exciting end of the week and otherwise yeah things are good here picking up picking up oh, still good. slow like still slow overall but i've been making lots of sales calls and that's been going well Got your gamification on point. Yeah, and they're not—they're not really sales calls. They're kind of just like relationship building calls. I'm just reaching out to people and having a chat and seeing how they're going. But it's leading to really good conversations, and that's you know, and and opportunities. So, it's, so yeah, that's been good. Right. Yeah, and the team team's good. We're doing a little plotting, a little bit of a restructure at the moment, which will be announced here before this episode goes live. But I think I'll edit it out if it's not. Hold <laughs> <laughs> the beep down. Hold on. <laughs> cool. It, so nobody knows about this shit. It's a secret. No, no, it's just, yeah, just Sarah and I plotting. That's good. Cool. Uh, Maybe we should just do that. We should synchronize our beeps. <laughs> one, two, three. That's probably easier That's probably to see on the waveform. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But then we can't do jazz hands and we can't miss our claps all the time. <laughs> mm. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's, so big, that's big, a lot. Big, big public news from you this week. Yeah. To I see. wanted to talk about it for a while. I've, I've mm. We've chatted offline about it, but it kind of like I posted on Instagram, I wanted to share it in a more public way because it just doesn't seem like it's talked about much. And it was something that didn't feel right to talk about for the most of the time of us going through mm -hmm. it. But for the last almost four years, my wife Erin and I have been trying to have a baby and that has gone not well for genetic reasons actually which is pretty interesting that we didn't know mm. was an issue when we set out for this we had a a pregnancy that didn't last too long in 2019 and then we had through the whole pandemic we were doing fertility treatments and it was really hard i definitely extended our 
form of isolation because the fertility requirements basically were like if you get covid it sets you back a whole period of time and it was expensive and so we were hiding out while our friends were getting back together and uh, it made it even more kind of difficult but the really amazing news for us is that we are pregnant we had never gotten this far and i just think it's often not talked about with men especially and the joke i had with you is i see not that this is wrong but for me it's not how i wanted to to talk about it was like you see like a person that like a guy that you follow on Instagram and they'll be like, oh, look what came this week. And it's like a photo mm-hmm. of their baby. And that's the only time you ever see any of that part of life. And yeah. I don't think, I, you know, I'm not going to turn this podcast into like talking about pregnancy and babies, but it was just really hard. And I think a lot of what we talk about is like our struggles here and and to not talk about it. I've had a lot of people reach out because I, we posted about it on Instagram and I put it on the CNC account and had people mm. reach out and say, you know, thanks for posting this. And that's kind of what I was hoping was somebody out there was like also going through it and didn't know how to talk about it too. So, yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know what the stats are, but I feel like it's so common and it gets talked about so little and often well after the fact, <laughs> and, and which is, yeah. you know, understandable, but yeah, it's, I feel like it's an important thing if you can to talk about it. So yeah, good on you guys for, putting it out there i think it's yeah good good for people to have that story shared i hope so i had a relative when i was a kid a close relative that had like we went through in vitro fertilization ivf and that seems strange when that relative went through it when i was in my early teens and part of it you know i never had the concept that this would be a thing for me and Mm -hmm. my wife so I think it just helps to not be as much of a shock maybe for some people to hopefully have yeah. heard it here, maybe. I don't yeah. know. But there was a lot of people that even listened to this podcast that reached out and had issues and mm. similarly didn't know how to talk about it or didn't want to. And again, it's like I I did notice there was a decent drop in followers on Instagram, which was interesting too. And I was like, all right, that's fine. See ya. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not going to sit uh, here and keep posting about babies on my CNC yeah. account, but like whatever like it's just uh, people don't want to deal with the thoughts of it too and i get that I, there's some things i don't want to see for for whatever mm. reason so it's just interesting it's interesting isn't it yeah it's good it's yeah. a good pro- probably a good little cleanup of the account too because i <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Know, like someone that unfollows that quickly for a single i don't know, i feel like they're probably not going to be there in a very supportive no. way if that's how quickly they're going to smash the no. unfollow button. So yeah. it's probably a good little tidy yeah. up. Oh, uh, interestingly enough, not one negative comment so far anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's also shocking because I've made videos <laughs> about forklifts that have caused <laughs> way more drama. Actually, I've seen that be a common thread. Like there's another CNC shop that has some CNC videos and it's like people are really about their like certification and like proper driving techniques and stuff. And it's like a hot thing for people to comment on like their, what was that joke? I'm a certified forklift operator. None of these people realize they're in the presence of a certified forklift driver. 
Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't cut flack for... I'm wary of posting anything, same, like wary of posting anything about the forklift. Like, and I'm surprised I didn't cut flack for when I was using it as a printing press or, yeah. And I, mm. That's not how you use it. That's <laughs> what it's for. Have to say uh, forklifts anymore, just to not, not say the whole thing. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, good on you. It's good. Thanks. Good. Yeah, Ooh. I think I think that's probably glossing over it a little bit, but I'm not going to sit here and yeah, yeah, you just go through it. But it, it was it was really challenging, and and it's it's interesting to be at this point when it seems like the percentage is really in our favor that it will succeed as a pregnancy into a real human in mm. the world, and it's it's so much easier to talk about it at this point than three months ago, right when it felt dire and like I mm. may never have, you know, a child. So yeah, it's way easier to talk about now. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Great. Mm, good. Mm-hmm. good. Good. Exciting. Yeah. Exciting. I've just, speaking of the future, I've just finished a book, which I would recommend to anyone who's, interested or involved in AI tools and technology <laughs> and or interested in the future, really. It's called The Future is Faster Than You Think by a conglomeration of authors, which Peter Diamandis, I think is the main one. Anyway, it was recommended to me by my business coach because I was having a bit of a oh my God, the world is, and what are we going to do moment? And he was like, Jim, I think you need to read this book. It's like, and it is, it's a, it's an opt, it's a much more optimistic take on the effect of converging technology and exponential growth in technology. And I just finished it yesterday and yeah, I recommend it. It's good. And just sort of, Talks, it's not it's not glossing over stuff, I don't think. It sort of talks about the challenges as well of what all these converging technologies will, the challenges around that, but it's sort of, yeah, it's just a much more optimistic and positive oh. take on what could happen. So, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, you that know, sounds bring, interesting. Bringing children sounds- into, in, into this world is, it's an interesting time to be doing it. Well, and um, also with advanced technology to do it in, in yeah, that way. Indeed. <laughs> so I guess I have to be pro that at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds interesting. I'd read that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> book club. Book club. Pats Department Book Club. I'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah, sounds good. So we got... All of our ATC pedestals shipped last week. Congratulations. Amazing. Felt really nice. We've had some people installing them. The last to kind of finish up and go out were the drop-in chop saber version where you didn't need to modify your oh, machine. Yeah. And that took some... I don't think we've had anybody finish installing those. So I have a little agita about that going smoothly still. But people, well, what's been great is the version we started with which was we call it the modular version which is they're all kind of the same components you just trade out the base plate 
in the version that goes for the shop savers so it's easier to mount and in the version that's kind of more standard and agnostic to machines you make a mounting system with files we provide and we've had people go through those with we had a couple people kind of help us through some steps in the beginning revise some of my you know not quite perfect well they weren't perfect but not quite finished i guess instructions and so we got those nailed down and had a couple of people like with no questions at all and which is great like that feels amazing like you know i i almost it it was it was anxious making when they all went out and i kind of forgot about it for a few days Mm. like dealing with other stuff and i'd have somebody go oh look it's done and i was like whoa i have to help that's so cool (laughs) so that's been really cool seeing your positive like review (laughs) install reviews i was like yes yes (laughs) yeah yeah they've they've been going well so i've it's been nice to be able to think past it now and i've not really touched like the product Mm. pages for those in shopify or like done any marketing and so we've you know sent out some emails and i've revamped mainly the back end of shopify to clean up like we had i remember telling you at one point we had like we were breaking the limit have how many variations there could be for a product at one point with that in Shopify <laughs> and I had to find other ways to do it, which made yeah. it really hard to revise. So like if we change mm. hardware, it bundles it all together to go on the packaging slip, but it was all wrong by the time we went to ship from the pre-orders. So it was like useless instead of being perfectly exactly what to put in the box. So now yeah. it's all fixed and there's only 19 options and I've changed it so it's like less about shop saver because then we immediately had somebody order for an avid machine Mm, without any prompting and so that feels like a good it just went out yesterday so Mm. that feels amazing that like there's a new step towards people using it in a different Mm -hmm. machine market and yeah fantastic good Exciting, man. Feels weird, weird to be yeah. past it a little bit. <laughs> What's next? What's next? I'm gonna retire. Yeah, great. Good. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired. Oops. No, the Laguna Dust Boot version yeah. is cool. all but ready. We just I need to revamp the, the kind of marketing. Confirm with the people that have been testing it. That there's nothing new to be yeah. concerned about, but. All reports I've had for from people that have been trying it out are it's, it's so much better. So it's kind of what you want to see. And mm. they, it seems like maybe they were almost as bad as the shop saver problem in some ways. And <laughs> I have to share with you sometime what this thing looks like before. <laughs> it, it just, they, I don't think the person that designed this is ever going to hear it, but it is just a terrible design. Like, mm. Like in terms of, I, I joke, it looks like somebody with a sheet metal bending machine, just like, they're like, hey, make us a dust boot. And it's like boxy, sharp edged corners and just like a port smashed onto it that's undersized. And and it never, it, the brush is super short, so it never ever touched. So it didn't, wouldn't connect. And so anyway, like just mm. by improving two things in that fashion, it basically makes a huge difference. So. Um, yeah, great. If you have a, a Laguna CNC router, we might have a version for you this Sweet. month. Good. 
Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. How's your product development going? Uh, it's okay. It's It's benefiting from some focus. Like, I think I've spoken here about sort of refining what our ideal job is, what our ideal sort of target market is and stuff like that. And so that's that's yeah. been applied to our product development list as well. So like when I, Josh and I try and catch up every week for a meeting because he helps me sort of keep these projects moving along in the fusion side of things mm -hmm. and it's meant that we sort of triaged out. It's just given us some clarity over the product development list of like, cool, that's related to our target ideal yeah. job. And that's not. So just shuffle the list around of cool, let's focus on these things. Sure. Um, but so it's been positive. But generally speaking, it's moving pretty slowly. And just like, you know, for instance, the kidder draws, which the drawers for the kitter parts, which just plug and play and drop in anywhere. Mm -hmm. We've created them, we've made about 10 of them, and they've been they've ended up getting shipped in custom orders to customers. Yep. And it's just, again, it's like stalled at the website publishing stage. <laughs> mm. <laughs> waiting for a photo, waiting for final specs, just so it can be uploaded to the website. So that's frustrating, but just feels really slow because of those little publishing factors, but there's some good yeah, stuff coming through. It's just, yeah, it's all much slower moving than I'd like, I suppose, but yeah. Has and the I advertising started to convert? <laughs> Look, it's looking positive. Yeah. It hasn't been like this instant windfall yeah. by any means. But things are looking up. Uh, so last seven days, I don't know, still pretty lumpy. Still pretty lumpy. No, no, like traffic has crept up. But I think, yeah, consumer sentiment's still pretty down and people are hanging on to their money at the moment, which is fair enough. So, yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we reaching more people? Like I can see, you know, I've been experimenting with these boosted posts and sort of choosing high engagement posts on Instagram and yeah. putting a little bit of money behind them and like yeah, I've sort of quadrupled our traffic, I reckon, in the last ah. trailing thirty days. That feels good. So we're getting we're getting in front of more eyeballs and we're connecting with more people and yeah. So I think headed in the right direction, but yeah, sales are still really lumpy. Yeah. yeah. I think I've tried I used to just do the boosted post thing like primarily and not have mm, like actual let's say campaigns, like when you actually go into Facebook and like set up a thing it, yeah. you know it's just way easier it's like oh this yeah. one tap a few things right. on your phone and it's doing it and yeah. we would get a lot of engagement I can't remember ever a time in quite a few years where that converted that I that mm, I was aware interesting. of 
Because I'd always put like a, a tag in it that I could tell where the traffic actually started from. And yeah, nice. to be fair, it's like, it's pretty weird that somebody in, you know, in the CNC days anyway, you know, back in the NAC days, it was much more, you know, a calendar is not something you think too hard about to buy. But, yeah. you know, if you're upgrading a, a machine, it's a little bit different. So I, in either circumstance, I can't remember like maybe some calendars, but like, yeah, there's something about it. We've had that discussion where it's like where you're searching and how you're thinking about it. Mm. And I think your products fall into that too, where they're more considered, like it changes somebody's house or business mm. or whatever it is. And it's like, you may save it and it's hard to connect how effective that advertising was because they purchased it three months later. Yeah. You know? And I, yeah, you know, yeah. we have stuff like that too. I'm, I just started marketing some more of the pedestal stuff, getting a decent amount of traffic off of a post that I boosted. And it's like, I, you know, I didn't expect it to convert. Maybe if somebody had seen it for months and they were already thinking about it, but like to sit down, you're not going to probably do it off your phone. First of all, like <laughs> I probably really wouldn't buy that kind of thing on my phone real quick. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have thought for your stuff. Do you do any Google ads for that, for the CNC yes. products? We started, yep, I started doing that kind of a while ago, mm. last summer, I think. And then I've just recently kind of changed some things and added some more because I was like selectively choosing which products to advertise. So that's actually done pretty well, surprisingly. I think it's my gut feeling is it's people that already know about us and want to find our thing from an ad or like something else but i guess it helps them find it faster yeah i feel like that's an obvious spot in terms of you know raise your those sorts of products gonna be coming from some sort of research of like i need a better solution for this thing what exists in this space like it makes sense for that to come from search yeah it would be great i wish that's that's what my true desire like of course i want people that are aware of us to buy mm. things too but that seems hard it's a harder climb to get the organic search convinced purchase right like your website works that well that it's convinced somebody that lands the first time or second time that yeah they should buy from you without knowing of you so mm. i don't know how mm. common that is yeah so i mean we're probably falling into a gpt corner here but old tea i think tea You can do whatever you want with the balloon. And no, this week in chat GPT. (laughs) Keep mashing those buttons. Gotta play them Um, all. (laughs) We've talked about search engine optimization, but the the future of search optimization within these AI tools. It's interesting sort of area of like, mm-hmm. obviously we're not there yet, but like the more and more, you know, I, my Google habits have changed since I've been a GPT user. And so oh, like, yeah, how do you ensure that your business or service starts to show up within the context of a large language model? I think that's, that's a super yes. interesting area for the future in terms of how we continue to right get in front of customers and i have no concept of what that even looks like at the stage but it's an interesting thing to ponder the one thing i i think 
I've heard people talk about because it is almost certainly going to change, but like, for example, Google's entire 70% of its business is based on that this works. So mm. you would assume they're going to try really hard to keep some measure of it still working and try to guide things. But I mean, it's also, it's like, I guess nobody really thought Bing was going to take over the world. I like, you know, it was kind of just like, oh, you got a fun new shiny toy we can play with. And then as soon as other people had it, it was like, what's Bing again? But like, one thing I heard, which I like the idea of is that good SEO attempts to be high ranking in search results have almost always worked well if like you're you've you've done well if you've just been honest you're not trying to mm. game the system like you're genuinely trying to provide something to somebody either a solution or a product and they've rewarded that usually if yeah because then that gets backlinked and all the crap right like so that makes me feel all right because it's like i'm not trying to like add a bunch of keywords into some hidden field like used to be the old days that you could do that kind of crap and so i would assume it's still going to be the same thing but maybe the worst case out of that would be it gets shown inside of gpt and you never have to go to that site but like when gpt shows me a browsed web page it will usually have a link so you can still follow it yeah you just don't maybe end up on the site yourself all the time I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I guess those tools will get more and more connected to, to, you know, GPT-4 is only just connected to web browsing now, but that'll right. be more and more interconnected, I suppose, and interlinked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bing yeah. had early examples. They seem yeah. to be leading that to where, like, inside of that thing, it would show you when you're chatting with it, it would show you images and more actual linked objects and like enriched kind of views so that it felt more like you were doing a search with a chat function which i think is probably likely to happen like i think bard would probably do something like that too right like they yeah. don't want to yeah. take you out of that context so yeah I don't know. Sure. yeah I don't know. <clears throat> so i was going to ask you about this i mm. noticed something changed on your instagram account Oh, yes, it did. It did, it did. I got the blue. I bought the blue tick. You've been, you've been knighted? I've been, no, I've sold out. I've, (laughs) I purchased the blue tick for $25 a month. And that forced me to change my profile pic. My flattened face profile pic that I've been so stubborn about not changing for years and years and years. They've required that? They required it because it had to match my passport ID for oh. verification. Oh. And I tried. I was like, yeah, that's a frontal front-on photo. Let's see if it matches. Go. <laughs> I always so, take my photos like this. <laughs> the bot pinged me back. I was like, no, fail. Try again. So I was like, you know, it was about this 6.30 in the morning. And I was like, ah, I was impulsively doing it. I was like, cool, quick, snap a new photo get it done and so after years of resisting suggestions to change that profile picture it just changed in a moment and yeah i was like i'm on this i'm on this platform i don't really want to be here anymore 
but I'm here to serve the business. So if I'm here to serve the business and I'm paying for advertising and doing all those things, then why not pay for a bloody tick that apparently will improve my reach and visibility yeah, on so the what, platform? That's what I'm curious about. What's your reasoning for it? To get in front of more people. Yeah. Hmm. It's mm -hmm. not. Yeah. Is it? I, I suspect this is only a trial in Australia at the moment. Have you been offered the blue tick? No, they've tried a few times. They've tried. I okay. have resisted. Yeah, yeah. Wanting to pay them for it, honestly. Yeah, it feels real. But real I'm seeing sketchy. more people do it. Yeah, and that was that so was, was what comes to me actually. It was another like a peer furniture maker popped up, and I was like, "Oh, you got the blue tip." He was like, "Yeah." My wife turned it on for me. She does some of my marketing stuff. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, cool. Fair enough. Good on you. I do not judge you whatsoever. And so then I was thinking about it and the bloody prompt came up on my phone. I was like, yeah, maybe I should just give it a whirl. So, yeah. Have you ever, have you ever seen the show Black Mirror? Is that a show? No, like, I've watched a little bit. Not Netflix. a great deal. Yeah. My wife's watched all of it and I've caught some of it with her. I don't, I find it kind of campy and like, it just doesn't really what? totally interest me, but campy. So it's like, uh, how do you describe that? Contrived maybe like, okay. yeah. where you're like trying really hard, but it doesn't come off natural. I feel like some of the, especially the earlier seasons were really that it just didn't feel like a good show to watch necessarily, but the concepts have always been really interesting and yeah. some of that stuff, right? It's like we're in this world. I mean, one, one I remember watching most of was a rating system where you were always, it was almost like a like a cast of classes of humans, uh, yeah. right? But it was yeah. all based on your review rating. So you were like a Yelp review of a person. And I, yeah. there's just so many of these things in the world now. I'm not judging you. I'm still considering it myself. I'm just saying... It feels like we're moving so much further towards the Black Mirror world, you know, all the yeah. time, right? Like we're paying to be on like things like that. And I get it. I'll probably do the same, but just interesting mm. to think about. The, yeah, social scorecard. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah, I think we are moving closer towards that in many ways, like you know, the, the, in the same way that we chase follow accounts and, yeah, get that dopamine fix from people's engagement right. on social media and all that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Blah. Can you hear that sucking much. noise other well. than the compressor? No. Nah. Did you hear it start? That's oh, probably good. That's the... It's just... It sounds like a going to the dentist... You know, when the really? suction's on, it sounds like that right now. Other than the compressor, it's like making that like yeah. hollow tube sucking noise. Ah, uh, that, that noise. Yeah. Okay. Schnuzzle. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm really hungry for some reason. I don't know why. It's the end of the week. It's weird. Snack time. Right. Snack time. Yeah, we're going to have a little happy hour. Yeah. Need nice. to get out of this. It's nice and sunny. What else? What else? Hmm. I've seen some really oh. cool stuff for Fusion that's coming out, but we can't really talk about it. We talk about the fruit-based update? Oh, not yet. 
Don't 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 fruit spill ba- the beans. Fruit based updates a good good tip yeah. though. That's everybody knows that's coming, and they don't usually tell anything about timelines because of some yeah. thing they always call the. I don't even. They have a phrase for it. We're talking about Fusion three sixty, and mm-hmm. but yeah, there's finally going to be relatively soon Apple Silicon full support. So like, if you have an M one M two machine, it will properly work like it should instead of like destroying your computer which so excited um i well uh, it's it's to be known whether it's going to make a big difference or not like i'm hoping it's way better but who knows and i just got a lot of cool i watched kind of a they do a weekly kind of meeting and i don't make a lot of them because they're pretty early and i watch today's and there's a lot of cool stuff they're constantly making changes and updating things and not really much to talk about i guess but look I, i'll comment fun. on i'll comment on fusion because i've been using it way more than usual the last couple of weeks with these yeah. things i've been working on i've been really enjoying the new selection tools in cam like the new profile silhouette geometry, inside yeah. outside geometry stuff yep. loving it and it took took me a little bit to wrap my head around it but yeah such a huge time saver awesome yeah Very happy. yeah there's some stuff i there's some the one in particular if you haven't done this it's really good for routing i should make a short video on it when you select like a segment so say you have like a rectangular piece on your plywood sheet it's the last piece and you have a remnant left yeah. on your sheet right and you like we usually like to like cut it off straight so it's easier to store and not this oh, weird yeah. jagged edge thing good on you so you select that you go into the gear of the selection and then you can say extend to boundary and it goes to the edge of the sheet. Oh. And then you do a little bit like a stock to leave on like a 2D contour, Ooh. right? Cut and That's it just will cut the trick. thing off straight. It's so cool. I have to check that out. Yeah. <clears throat> John, if you're listening, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Mayfield, I'll try and make, I have a video on geometry. Geometry feature selections. I don't know what it is. I'll link that too, but I'll try to make a video on the remnant cutoff. I don't know how, where you have the time to make these videos. It's amazing. Good that kind of video is super easy, but I think I just do it for myself. It's like you getting to like do some machining. It's like I get like yeah. 500 views on some of them, and it's just like, well, that scratched my itch for a month. <laughs> yes, the roulette table of YouTube. Right. Yeah. Hilarious. So I was about, I've been posting shorts daily, like just re repurposing Instagram. Instagram is my primary, and then I dump them out to TikTok and YouTube as well. And mm-hmm. it goes from like you know two and a half thousand on YouTube one day to eleven the next day. It's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I have top videos are mostly all. I have like one video from 2019 that's always done well and has 105 views over 48 hours, but the rest are shorts basically. And then mm. Mac videos for Fusion and like Mac videos for Rhino always have done well. Like mm. just weird to me of like, I guess it has a bigger Venn diagram or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Go have some snacks. I need a snack. I need some snacks. Mm. Snack of gross coolant stuff. Mm. The the real question is like when you're changing coolant, I understand like the goal is to get all the old crap out. And it's like how much old crap are you really gonna sit there and scrub before you put the new stuff in? And obviously it's gonna affect your new coolant. Like how far down in there are you gonna reach? And like, I don't know. I don't really know how to do any of it either. So it's like, hopefully we do it well enough and we don't have bad coolant in three months. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it'll be better than what you had. Hopefully. Better be. I hope it's a better color. I always have friends that are like not related to CNC stuff and I'll post a video and they're like, God, that's a huge waste of milk. You know, like <laughs> it's just this is like kind of like almost too opaque white mid color. And then I see people that have like really clear, like very lightly white coolant. I'm like, I want that. That looks so much better than my like yellow milk. What is wrong with mine? Blah. Yep. Blah. Cool. Yes. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Have a good weekend. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. See you later. Bye. Bye. Double time. Thank you for flying with Spots to Have a beautiful day.